Discovering Chinese dramas in 2018 opened up a whole new world of Asian dramas to me, and I've been hooked ever since. Four years later, Tea and Soju was born, so that I can extend my love of Chinese dramas and Asian dramas in general to others out there and find a community. So, sit back and let's chat Asian dramas. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Sea Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and this week's episode is the end of the month which can only mean it is currently watching list time. Now I have had quite a few on my list and last time I did my currently watching for the podcast I kind of asked you guys what were, you know, um, what was the best way that you enjoyed the episode? I did that in a poll over on Spotify and it was whether you wanted it as I did it in for, in the season one of Tea and Soju where I kind of went through my list in categories of what I was really loving to what I was enjoying to what I wasn't quite so enjoying but was just keeping watching. So I did that in season one. And then in season two, I kind of tried it where I just basically went through my my drama list as it was updated, if that makes sense. So I think a lot of people kind of said they really enjoy the category episodes, um, you know, how I did it with my uh, categories. So I will be going back to that format, but not till the new year, because this week and uh, the way that I'm recording it, I'm actually recording this episode in two parts almost because there is one show that I really want to check out and I really want to have on my currently watching list for this month, but it doesn't start until the day before I release the episode. So I can't really put it into categories because it'll just be a little bit of a faff to kind of change it up and whatnot. So I'm kind of part recording this now and then recording the rest right before um, the day before I release the episode. And then you guys just get, you know, one more drama thrown in there for my currently watching list. So that's the plan for this week. And the reason why I'm not doing the currently watching list in categories until the new year is because there's actually not going to be any more currently watching episodes until the end of January. That's just kind of how it's worked out. I have a lot of good things upcoming in December, guys. I am so excited for December episodes because there's going to be a, a pretty much a guest every episode and it's going to be lots of drama trio stuff coming at you and it's just going to be, you know, it's December, which to me it just automatically means a lot of like wrap-up episodes as in best of the best um favorite dramas so please look forward to it because I think you guys are really really gonna love what's gonna come uh, out of December for tea and soju it's gonna be a really exciting month I'm really excited for it uh, so I hope that kind of comes through across to you guys so uh, without further ado, let's just do a little bit of housekeeping and then we can get straight into the episode because I have quite a few shows to talk about. Uh, my currently watching list was like down a lot and then all of a sudden it seems every single drama started coming from me and not only from Chinese drama land but from Korea as well. I was like I haven't been this excited for K-dramas in a hot minute and now all of a sudden I think this is the most K-dramas that I've had on my currently watching list 
for, I think if I'm really going to go looking back, it's probably the most I've had since the beginning of the year. Like it's, it's been tough for me and K-dramas this year, but it seems like we're finally back on good terms, the two of us. So I'm hoping we can carry that energy into 2024. But just before we get into all of that goodness, uh, you know, just a little housekeeping. If you like the podcast, please remember to, you know, like, subscribe and share and whatnot. That really, really does help the podcast find other listeners and help grow our little community. Speaking of communities, if you'd like to chat with other fellow Asian drama watchers enthusiasts in a nice little safe spot, then Discord is there. I have the Tea and Soju Discord that is completely free for you guys to join up. And, you know, we chat J dramas, K dramas, C dramas, just, you know, we even have like a little channel for food where we share recipes and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun over there. And you'll also find other content creators over there. So Jess from The Day Bark is over there and Caitlin from No Sleep for Dramas. Naz is also over there. So a couple of other content creators do join in every now and again. So that's a lot of fun. And that link is in the description box for this episode and pretty much every episode. So that is there. And if you feel intimidated because you've never really used Discord, that's fine. We were all beginners at once. And, you know, we are pretty nice over there. We tend to kind of like, you know, even when we disagree, we can have really good conversations out of it. So that's Discord server. And then if you'd like to further support the podcast, we have a Patreon. Now, Patreon, I release quite a few things over there. I do movie reviews and first impressions and, you know, uh, last impressions sometimes. But if you want to get my thoughts as I'm watching and like my very first impressions on drama, then Patreon is the place to go to. And also on Patreon now, if you use Spotify, you can link up your Spotify account and anything that I release over on Patreon, you'll be able to listen to on Spotify. So you don't necessarily have to go on Patreon. Everything that's there will just be in the Spotify um playlist for you so you can just listen directly on Spotify so there is that as well anything else apart from that you know Instagram TikTok all of those socials are linked in the description you can come and chat to me on any of them I am always more than happy to talk to any of you guys because you know I I'm a talker I like talking so you know always come and chat to me. I do always reply. And if I don't, it's because I've missed it. It has happened, I think, once where I missed a message and I felt so terribly bad that I don't often, you know, that rarely happens. I do always reply to you guys' messages because I I love that you guys come and talk to me. So that is it. That's all the housekeeping. And without further ado, let's get straight into this episode because we have quite a few dramas to cover and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You will find it quite interesting. So right off the bat, I will say there is two dramas that you would probably think would be on my currently watching list. Both of them released fast passes and I have finished both of them and I won't be talking about them for the simple reason that I guess you guys can know I'm doing a review for both of them and that is uh, Only for Love with um, Wang Hedi and Bai Lu. I am doing a special guest review for that one which will be coming to you in December. I told you December is going to be a great month and then there is the uh, Story of Kooning Palace and that one is also going to be a guest review. That one will come a little bit later on um, I think might not air it till 
uh, January probably. But the reason being is I have completely finished the show, but it's going to be really exciting because I'm actually going to read the book. It's based on it. There is a really good translation for it. So I'm going to be reading the book and the guest that I'm going to be having on is or has also read the book. So we're going to be doing a little, you know, deep dive into everything that is Cooning Palace in terms of drama versus book and whatnot. So that's going to be really interesting. I hope you guys look forward to that. But those are the two dramas. Let's just say, guys, only for love, I have conflicting um, notes on. I'm still not sure what I can think of it. Cooning Palace, I absolutely loved it and I will probably mention it before the review episode comes out simply because I am pretty sure it will make my top five this year like that's how much I loved it so you know if you don't well you're not if you think oh that's strange she's not mentioning those two dramas that she's been obsessed with lately that's the reason why they are both done and finished and I finished them both. So that is just a little aside note. And the first up, now I've literally just watched episode 10 of this before I sat down to record, and that is the Korean drama Perfect Marriage Revenge. Now, this is such like Mac Jung goodness. I am obsessed with this drama right now. Like, I am running every Saturday and Sunday to watch it. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, it, it just reminds me of like telenovelas that I grew up watching and it brings back all of those feelings. It's kind of like those dramas that are so bad that they're good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people that are absolutely loving this and even people that don't necessarily like Mac Junk, they are enjoying this one. And I tell you why. So the problem with me with Mac Junk a lot of the time is that it tends to be, you know, the weekend as the 50 episodes. And I don't, you guys know, I don't necessarily have a problem with long format uh, dramas. I watch Chinese dramas. They're long as heck. Like, I don't have a problem with it being long, as long as there's enough story uh, for that. But the problem with like the weekenders is they tend to be um, quite long and there's not enough story. So they keep going in circles and circles. The one that I can clearly remember is the K-drama from earlier this year, The Real Has Come. Goodness, I don't know how I finished that, you know, Mac Drang K drama. I, I just don't know. I really don't. I think it was because I had gotten at that point to episode 35 and I was past the halfway point and I was like, I I will finish this just because I it's principle. I'm on principle now. So, you know, I you know, I can do Mac Jung, but a lot of the time, it's 50 episodes. Now, the good thing about this one, it is 12 episodes. And I mean, everything moves so quickly. It feels like there is not a single minute wasted in this drama. And I adore that. I really, really do. It makes it so much more fun to watch um, and so much more engaging just because I, you know, I can't blink away from the screen because I'll miss something really important. There's secrets upon secrets secrets as with every Mac Jong. Uh, it's just a constant in, in, you know, influx of bad people doing really, really bad things. And then like good people trying to be really good. So it's, I, I don't think I'm selling it that well, but honestly, it's one of the 
favourite K-dramas that I'm currently watching. I'm just completely obsessed with it. It finishes up next week, so we're almost done with it. And I actually think it's probably going to make my, you know, top Asian dramas, except Chinese dramas. You guys know, so I watch so much... um, Chinese dramas that I tend to make two separate lists. One of them is my best of the best Chinese drama 20, you know, whatever year we're in. And then I make one that is for everything else that I watch. So that be, you know, Korean dramas, Japanese dramas. So I think this one is probably going to make my, um, you know, Asian drama list for this year, just because I've had such a good time you know, watching it. So yeah, uh, that is Perfect Marriage Revenge. If you guys aren't watching it, you need to, because honestly, like even people that don't enjoy Mac Jung are enjoying this and they are here for it. So just try it out. It is wild. It is crazy, but it's kind of like, you know, a train crash that you can't look away from. You know, that that's, that's, that's how I would describe it. So that's Perfect Marriage Revenge. And I am pretty much caught up with it. Um, so episode 10 edge today. And like I said, I literally just watched it. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns in this drama, but it's it's so good. So swiftly moving along uh, to our first Chinese drama on my currently watching list for November 2023. I had to think there. I can't believe it's already November, guys. Like it's I'm going to blink my eyes and it's going to be Christmas. And I I was talking to um, somebody over the weekend. Uh, I was recording a guest spot for another podcast and we were chatting. And I was saying, I'm kind of excited. I don't, it's not necessarily for Christmas because for me, Christmas, you know, being an immigrant and being away from home is always a little bit hard. Uh, but like for Portuguese people, a lot of the time, yes, family, but it's the food, guys. We eat so much food in cri- at Christmas time. It's kind of like we get, um, so traditionally we celebrate from the 24th to the 25th in the evening. So our Christmas dinner is kind of like the 24th um, and we have a cod with potatoes and whatnot. That's like our main, you know, Christmas meal. And funnily enough, like, you then have tables upon tables of desserts. Like, it is so good. I just eat for a whole week. And like I I was saying to the person that I was talking to, I get that whole week off work. And that's what I call my brain switch off kind of week. Because Christmas is done by then. I don't go back to work till New Year's. And actually, I don't, you know, my partner's at work. My semi family's at work that, you know, the one that does live in the UK. Every Everybody's kind of at work. So I just sit and watch dramas like completely guilt free. That's what I do for that kind of like week. So I'm very excited because I that's what I'm going to get to do. Um, So yeah, you know, it is what it is. I get excited over being home for the whole week so I can watch dramas guilt free. Like, you know, I feel like that's any Asian drama watchers kind of like... um, little spot of heaven in a sense. So yeah, going back to my currently watching list, you guys can tell that I'm very, you know, all over the place. But so the one that I started is called I May Love You. Now this one has just literally, so I'm recording this on the Sunday and this one has just started airing today. Yeah, November 25th. So it just started airing today. Um, It is, again, it is a Mango TV um, drama, but it is also a 
available on WeTV and Viki, and those are my preferred platforms because we all know Mango TV sucks for subs. So, you know, it is what it is. The um, I've literally only watched two episodes, so I'm very barely in this drama um, because it's a 24 episode drama so not too bad but the episodes are slightly longer they're about 50 minutes um which is interesting 24 episodes usually tend to sit around 40 minutes um so i wonder if they just kind of like this was meant to be a 30 episode and they kind of like decreased the amount of episodes but increased the length of the episodes um but the description for this one is, for several years, screenwriter Tang Xin has been in love with her manager Tang Yu, even though he is smitten with her best friend. She's been bottling up her emotions, hoping nobody will discover her secret. That all changes one fateful day when her friend finally tells Tang Yu she isn't interested in him. Tang Xin plucks up the courage to confess her true feelings to her boss, who promptly rejects her. Crestfallen, Tang Xin decides to turn over a new leaf and hands in her resignation. But Tang Yu doesn't want Tang Xin to leave the company and tries to convince her to stay. Can he do it? And despite the ensuing awkwardness, could love come calling for this duo? So it's kind of like, I would say, so our female lead, when we open up the, uh, in episode one, our female lead is also, is already very much in love with our male lead. Our male lead is in love with somebody else. So it's kind of like that setup. And I thought it was going to be, I don't know, I, I, at first when I kind of heard the premise for it and the promo coming out, I was like, I'm not too sure. But the reason I went in, guys, I will tell you, the reason that I went in is it's because this is Wei Zeming. We've just seen him in Only for Love and I have seen him in a bunch of stuff and I really like him. So I, he's an actor that I tend to check out his roles. So I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And actually, I watched episode one and episode two. And I was like, I don't mind this. I'm going to keep going. Like I said, I am very barely in the story. Uh, so I haven't watched a lot more out of it yet. And I don't know what's, you know, um, going to come from the rest of it. But so far, I can kind of see where this is going. I, it's probably going to be a, you know, he is going to end up falling for her. Obviously, this is a romance drama. I mean, is there any other way? Um, but it's just one of those where he doesn't necessarily, I feel like this possibly is going to be one of those that she falls first, but he falls harder kind of drama. So I'm quite excited. And also the fact that it's set in a, you know, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Screenwriters and, you know, a production company. That's the word. It's based in a production company that kind of calls to my attention. So yeah, like I said, I have only watched two episodes. Um, so I, you know, I haven't got a lot of thoughts as of yet, but I did enjoy those two first episodes. So I'm excited to keep watching. So the next one that I have on my list is one that's carried over from the previous month and it is finished airing. I I don't know. I feel like I just need to be in the right mood for it and maybe I'm not. So I'm watching a little bit here and there and that's Rising with the Wind. It's the modern business uh, romance drama with Gong Joon and Elaine Zong. Um, so yeah, I kind of talked about this one in my last currently watching, so I'm not going to go too further into it. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm just getting to the point where, you know, the female lead kind of starts changing up. I've watched 14 episodes, so I definitely do want to carry on with it, but it's not one that it's like gripping me. But I do know so many people have watched it and like so many mutuals have watched it and they've said it's one of the better romance dramas that they've watched out of 2023. So I 
I will definitely finish it before ends the year because if I do end up really falling in love with it, I'd feel really bad um, to not put it in my best of the best episodes. So I definitely want to finish it up before then. But yeah, so that's Rising with the Wind. Next up is one that I really haven't heard a lot of people talk about. Um, and I know it's out there and I know like people have enjoyed it. And that is Daily Dose of Sunshine. And uh, that this one stars Pak Bo Young, Yeon Woo Jin, uh, Jang Dong Yoon and Lee Jong Un. Now, this drama is basically so the mdl description reads jong da un works as a nurse she is transferred to neuropsychiatry from the internal medicine department this is her first time working in neuropsychiatry so everything is difficult and awkward for her nevertheless jong da un tries her best to deal with the patients and she grows as a nurse with the help of chief nurse song hee jin Dong Go Woon works as a doctor and specializes in proctology. Watching nurse Jong Da Woon and her pure ways, Dong Gu Yoon realizes that he smiles when seeing her and is even healed by her. Meanwhile, Jong Da Woon is friends with Song Yu Chan. He looks like a very bright person but holds pain inside that nobody knows about. So, this is kind of like. This is a heavy show, guys. It's meant to be slightly light, but it's, I mean, it's dealing with mental um, problems, mental health issues. So it's gonna be heavy at some points. I watched the first episode and I will say, I kind of enjoyed how well they're handling the, you know, um, mental part of it um, because this could go sideways very quickly if it's done poorly. Um, but so far, you know, it isn't. This is one of those dramas that is part of those. Um, so I wanted to check out a couple more of 2023 um korean dramas for my you know asian drama wrap-up of the year and this is one of those that i didn't hear a lot of people talking about it when it came out and i feel like it's probably because it came out i think they released the whole drama and it came out amongst a bunch of other ones that were already you know on air and people really enjoying it. So it kind of got, I think, almost overshadowed. Now, I, li- I love Park Bo Young. I feel like she's a really great actress. She's very special. I mean, she was, you know, the first K-drama actress that I watched ever. So to me, she's, you know, kind of holds a very special and near par. So... Uh, I really wanted to check this one out and so far I'm really enjoying it. I feel like this has the potential to be not the same storyline because obviously like so I was going to say like something moved to heaven but moved to heaven deals with death and this deals with mental health issues and that. So like I said it's I think also this kind of drama people have to be either in a very specific mindset or you know um they have to be able to deal with it i believe so who knows i'm gonna see how it's gonna go i've only watched the first episode so again one that i'm very very early into still and i don't have a lot of commentary on it just having watched the first episode um but i'm intrigued enough to keep going and i do definitely want to watch some more about it um so yeah that's um 
um, this one for the time being. And I also think that this one is just one of those dramas that I feel like there's the potential for it to be very healing throughout it because obviously the point of them is that they want to cure these people or if not cure them then to make them able to live um, as good a life as they can. So I feel like this is going to be healing in that sense. Um, But again, I haven't watched much more than the first episode, so I can't comment quite on it um, as of yet. Hopefully, we shall see where it goes and we shall see if it ends up on my uh, end of year wrap up or not. Now, the next one, guys. It is another Korean drama and I have been so freaking excited for this drama. And the main reason is, is because the female lead is Lee Se-young. And I'm like, I love Lee Se-young. Like, I just feel like she's such a versatile actress. And also, I feel like she's a bit of an underrated actress in general. Um, But she's so versatile. I mean, I've seen her in romance. I've seen her in fantasy. I've seen her in a crime thriller and she slays every single character I just feel like she's one of those female actresses that I really really love and anytime she's in a drama I'm like I'll check that out I I will give it the benefit of the doubt and I will check that out so the drama that we're talking about here is the story of Park's marriage contract now this is kind of like the rom-com that I was looking forward to in K-dramas. Um, it is a time travel. So basically the story follows our female lead uh, in Joseon time and basically she doesn't want to get married. She comes from a, you know, well enough family. Uh, her dad goes to court, that sort of thing. So she is doing really well. But the thing that she loves to do is make clothes. Um, obviously, back in those days, women were not allowed to run a business, especially noble, no, noble women, which she is a uh, part of the nobility. So, you know, she's just kind of hanging in there, doing her clothes behind everybody's backs and kind of like being sneaky about it. But then an edict comes across um, and kind of like her parents find out that what she's been doing. So they're like, enough of that. You are getting married. And she kind of thinks that she's going to get married to this awful person. Turns out that she isn't. She's going to get married to someone who she knows. They kind of met. It's kind of like all the tropes, isn't it? They have met when they were kids and he's been in love with her for a really long time. Now, his family has hidden from her family that he's really sick. Uh, he has a heart condition and his heart could just go at any moment. And unlucky for her, it goes on their wedding night. And she's like, are you kidding me? So then they... um Obviously, back in those days, she would be stuck living with her in-laws and basically the in-laws kind of like take care of her uh, by, you know, throwing her into a well. And then she, after that happens, she gets thrown from, you know, Joseon Dynasty to 2023 Seoul and she wakes up and her husband is there, but obviously not her husband. It's the reincarnation of him. 
So that's how the story kind of like sets up. And basically, she, they have now, through shenanigans, entered a fake uh, marriage. And this is where we've left it off. I've only watched two episodes because at this time there is only two episodes out. And when I tell you guys, I am obsessed with this drama already. Like, I love it. I see a lot of potential. Um, So the male lead for this is Bayin Hyuk. He's been in quite a few things. So he was in Under the Quinn's Umbrella, he was in Cheer Up, he was in Why Her. So I have seen him in quite a few things uh, and I'm really happy that he gets to play like very much front and centre male lead in this. Um, I think he can do really well a really nice job here. He plays your very typical cold male lead. And it's kind of interesting because, so back in the Jason time, he was very much a really nice, really open-hearted kind of person. And she liked him straight away. And obviously that's not the kind of person he is in, you know, 21st century, 2023 soul. So she's all over the place and she's like, what is happening? She doesn't know where she is. She has no freaking clue, you know, how anything works. And when I tell you, Issa Young just plays this comedy down to a T. I feel like she has this very, very good comedic timing where, you know, some th- sometimes like the jokes might not land. Um, but when she does it, they always tend to land just because she doesn't overact them or anything. It just kind of feels natural um, in a sense. So does that does any of that make sense? I just feel like, you know, she leans really well into comedy. So I am very much looking forward to this one and to see where it goes. I have a couple of like theories because obviously what's going to happen? Is she going to stay stuck in 2023 with him? Is he going to remember her from Joseon Dynasty? Like, a lot of things can be happening. Uh, The other thing that I really, really enjoy about this is that it's a 12-episode drama, and I feel like for this type of setup, a 12-episode could work really, really well. Um... So yeah, that is it. And I am watching this over on Vicky. Uh, so that is the story of Park's marriage contract. I'm really enjoying this one. I'm just a little bit sad that even however much I'm enjoying it, I won't be able to put it in end years review because it'll be done in January. And you guys know, I do not um, rate or review anything that I haven't fully watched because, you know, I just think everything can go downhill very quickly in the last couple of episodes. So if a drama physically finishes in the next year, then I count it as like a next year drama, if that makes sense. So yeah. So moving up next, we have Moonlight. Now, this is a very short drama, and I think I talked about it last um, month when I did my Currently Watching, so I'm not going to go too much into detail on this one. I am just going to sit down and binge the rest of it. Like, I don't have a lot left. It is 16 episodes of 12 minutes. Um... It's okay so far. Um, The story is absolutely bonkers, completely bonkers. But the main couple has pretty good chemistry. So that is Moonlight. Um, Now, the next one is yet another Korean drama. Uh, I am full of Korean dramas. Like, Like I said, this is, I think, the most Korean dramas I've had on my currently watching list for a really long time. And that is the drama My Demon, and that is airing over on Netflix. And this stars uh, Kim Yu Jong and Song Kang. Now, you know, guys, these two are 
visually stunning let's just put it that way so whenever they're on screen together they sizzle just because like I said visually stunning so the story is as such uh, the MDL description reads Dodo He is the successor of the future group she has an arrogant and cool-headed personality who doesn't trust in anyone she is cynical about love Dodo He gets involved with a demon named Jong Ku Won and makes a contract marriage with him she faces big changes in her life Jong Kurwon is a demon. He can live for eternity by making dangerous uh, but sweet deals with humans who endure hellish lives. He looks down upon humans and he has prowled over this world like an apex predator for 200 years. He gets involved with Dodo He and somehow loses his power all of a sudden. He then enters into a contract marriage with her. To prevent his own extinction, he must protect Dodo He, who has taken all of his power. Their relationship develops romantically. Now, I have only watched the first two episodes again, so I am, you know, I am not going to spoil anything because I haven't watched a lot of anything. I will say my first couple of reactions are the comedy on this is a lot like more comedic than I initially thought it was going to be, and I kind of like it. I feel like it's a lot, you know, um, lighter in tone the first episode's a little bit heavier just because you know we see Song Kang kind of like being a demon and just doing bad things in a sense so that that first episode kind of like sets up how he came to be in 2023 as a demon but it doesn't tell his whole story so I'm very very intrigued to see if they're going to go back into his story because there is a mention on one of the episodes it's either episode one or it might be episode one where one of his kind of like lackeys kind of says well you hate humans but you were human once so that means that he was made to be a demon after being a human so that's going to be interesting and we'll see if that's a thread that they kind of follow back I hope they do because it would be fun to see how he became a demon um but I think that will come into play now episode two he's completely out out of his powers and it is absolutely hilarious like just seeing him so out of it because um you know he doesn't know what to do without his powers is hilarious and Song Kang is nailing absolutely nailing this comedy like he's he's just going with the role and it's suiting him really really well so I'm very interested to see where it's gonna go I can't wait to see them do um you know more lovey-dovey scenes because I've we've seen the trailers the chemistry already sizzles and again they're stunning on screen both of them like there's these kind of like walks um that the camera just hits Song Kang right and it's not in a oh look at me model pose kind of thing it's like the camera just knows how to make him look even better um so yeah I'm very intrigued they are both I kind of like that at the core they are both like both very prickly characters and they're gonna have to learn to get over that in a sense so I'm very very interested to see where we're gonna go with this um you know they're obviously gonna have to develop feelings for each other and that sort of thing but you know as soon as they say contract marriage I am like where do I sign for for this because it is one of my all-time favorite tropes so I just adore contract marriages and I'm very very excited the only thing that I'm a little bit hesitant about is this is 16 episodes and yes I know that is very typical for a Korean drama but 
I don't know, guys. 16 episodes feels like a lot of time um, for this drama. And I just feel like it doesn't get muddled or we don't keep going around and around in circles just to get to, you know, fill up that space. Because also the episodes are about an hour 10 each. So... Like I said, that is a typical K-drama length, but for this sort of story, I just hope it doesn't get too padded out, in a sense, um, just to be, you know, to reach that target of 16 episodes and all of that time. But as of yet, I really enjoyed the two first episodes. I feel like it's a promising start, but then again... This year has been the year where every K-drama for me has started off really, really well and then it's just gone downhill. So I'm just praying, praying and hoping that both of these, both My Demon and um, Park's, uh, the story of Park's marriage contract, both just like keep going really well for me uh, because I would really like to be loving Korean dramas again. So so yeah, so that's my demon. The next one I'm watching, it's actually a variety show and it's called As You Wish, Story of Kooning Palace. It is six episodes and it is uh, on ITE and it is basically like the cast, most of the main cast from... Um, uh, the story of Kooning Palace. So by Lu, Zhang Linghe, Wang Xingyu, Li Shi Ning, Zhu Du Wei, Xu Xiaoyang, uh, Qin Tianyu, uh, Elise Yi, and Jing Long. And they are basically just doing, you know, typical variety things. So they have to do one of the first games in the first episode is they kind of like all of them each have their own booth. And they kind of have to go in the booth and they have to there's like three items and they all have the aim is for them all to pick the same item and it is hilarious now you guys know i am by nature a bailu lover so and she does so well in variety because she's hilarious and she gets everybody going and then she starts laughing and everybody else starts laughing and it's just kind of like contagious so this is kind of like my end of day uh relax drama not drama because it's a variety show this one together with so uh happy camp uh which is a mg tv um you know variety show did one with the cast of Only for Love. So they had Bai Lu and Wang Kedi on there and Wei Ziming and I think uh they had one other person on there that I can't remember. Um but they had a bit of the cast there and it's hilarious because Wang Kedi used to be a regular member on Happy Camp. Um oh is it Happy Camp or is it Happy Saturday? Oh I'm gonna have to look it up because I think it might be Happy Saturday um uh, let me just double check oh it is it's hello saturday okay see clearly i don't know uh it's hello saturday um so yeah that's what it's uh called hello saturday and um yeah they have those members on there and i it's hilarious guys they have to like react to scenes um from the drama and one of them is like <laughs> is Wang Hedi asking Bai Lu to marry him and it's honestly the funniest thing i've ever watched because those two together they are both so chaotic they have such chaotic energy together so they them two in variety very very funny you can watch that on mgtv and on uh youtube it is like almost two hours long so i'm watching like little bits here and there and i feel like that's a great way to watch it so that's the two varieties that i'm watching as you wish and the other one being um happy 
I want to say happy Saturday again. Yes, happy Saturday. That's the one it was. Uh, clearly, guys, I am very much out of it. Uh, so that's the two varieties. The next one that I'm finally watching is one called Dating in the Kitchen. Again, not going to mention too much about this one because we do have uh, an upcoming review on this one with a guest. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think it'll actually air till January. Um but I don't think I'll air the episode till January, but I am just making my way through it and really enjoying it so far. It feels like I was really unsure about this, mainly for the main pairing. I didn't think I was going to like the male lead necessarily. Uh, so the female lead is Zhao Lushi and the male lead is Lin Yu Shen. I don't think I've ever watched him in anything at all. Um, but like I said, I was very, very worried that I wasn't going to like their pairing. But just a heads up, I actually really do. Like pretty much from episode two or three, I was like, I, okay, I'm sold. I'm sold on this. So that's dating in the kitchen. And then next up, we have the Japanese drama Trillion Game. Now, this is when I kind of started on a whim. I It came out of nowhere. I didn't know it was airing. I came across it. I think it was an edit on TikTok. Um, and I was like, this looks really, really interesting. And basically, um, the main lead for it is Megruden. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's the male lead from Silent. And he's also done the movie as long as we both shall live which is basically the remake of well not the remake but it's the anime is a happy marriage on netflix is also the same story um and the other male lead is, lead is Sano Hayato. And the female lead is Imada Mio. Now, Imada Mio is the female lead that played the main role in As Long As We Both Shall Live. So it's kind of like a reunion for these two, uh, but in a drama form. And the MDL description is a little bit like hard for me to describe. So I'm going to read you the MDL description. Uh, Tanoji Haru is an excellent communicator. He is loved by all people regardless of age or gender. He appears like an easygoing person, but he is actually ambitious and will do anything for success. Haru is offered a job with the nation's largest IT company, Dragon Bank, but he turns down the offer. Instead, he decides to start his own business with his friend Tyra, Tyra Manable. His goal is to earn $1 trillion. Meanwhile, Tyra is an excellent engineer with remarkable IT knowledge. Personality-wise, he is quite the opposite of Haru. He's passive and has a hard time communicating with people. Due to that, he failed a job interview with Dragon Bank and set a new goal of earning $1 trillion with Haru. So basically, you know, it's about two friends. They are completely opposites complete opposites and what I really really love about this is that Megaruren is playing like it's night and day from his characters that I've seen in Silent or you know in the movie As Long As We Both Shall Live completely different character he is very spunky very outgoing and everybody kind of loves him so I'm like, I am sold. This actor can do no wrong, apparently, and he can play very, very different roles. So I'm very excited. I have only watched two, maybe three episodes so far, and it's really interesting because they kind of show you how they meet up and how they decide to start making a trillion um, dollars. Um, but the interesting thing is they kind of jump to the future and show you something from the future 
and then they jump back to show you how they're going to get there, if that makes sense, which I kind of really enjoy those types of plots. And I thought this might be a little bit boring because, you know, it's IT and whatnot, but actually they are doing it really well, really well. It is only focused on their journey and like why they want to get to that trillion dollars and all of this. So I'm so far really enjoying it. And that's Trillion Game. So next up, I'm not going to talk about this one too much, but it's the Korean drama Moving. I am seven, eight episodes into it now. And the reason why I'm watching this one is because I put up a poll and I kind of said, guys, which if you were to recommend me a drama from 2023, a Korean drama from 2023, which one shall I watch? Now, Moving was tied with my dearest. And I hear you guys. I really do. I, you know, Jess absolutely loves my dearest and Sarah from um uh from K drama this absolutely loves my dearest and I'm like I hear you guys I really do but I don't know if this type of drama is for me but I will say I will give it before the end of the year and before I sit down to record best of the best you know Asian dramas for 2023 I will sit down and I will give my dearest another go. I will give it at least five episodes. Let's put it that way because it's a 20 episode, I believe. So I will give it five episodes. If by the fifth episode, I'm not like I'm invested in this and I get it, then I I clearly have to say goodbye to it and think it, it it's just not aimed at me. I am not necessarily a Seiguk type of person. Um, I think, you know, I've watched quite a few, but it tends to be, I have to be in a specific mood for them. But also they just have to grab me very, very quickly because otherwise I don't necessarily, you know, I get a little bit bored from them. Um, so yeah, we shall see. I, I, I hear you loud and clear. I will give my dearest another try. We shall see. But the one that I am watching and that I did go back to is Moving. And I think everybody out there has watched Moving by this point. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but I am really, really enjoying it. I love like the school kids couple. Like that's where I'm at right now. But I have also heard a lot of people saying that the adult um, restaurant owner couple is like brilliant. Uh, I haven't quite gotten to their story yet, but I'm excited to do so because I have heard so many of you guys speak wonderful things about them. So that's moving. That's the one, you know, I'm currently watching. Um, We'll see. We'll see if it'll make it into my top five for this year. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll just leave it for that. And then lastly is one that I kind of like just dip in and out of and is please don't disturb my study. Um, that's one that I kind of already talked about last month. This is one I definitely want to have uh finished before the end of the year as well. So that one is, like I said, just one I dip in and out when I don't have any other episodes of on-air dramas. But um, yeah, that's that one. So we have come to the very, very last show on my currently watching list. And now I am actually recording this little segment at a different time. And, uh, and by a different time, I mean literally I'm recording it the night before I post the episode, simply because I really wanted to have this show on... Um, on this month's currently watching. Um, so basically, I feel like lately I have been going through a um, like period historical costume drama kind of phase and dramas that don't necessarily used to hit with me before in terms of like they tend to be a little bit 
a little bit more politic heavy have really been hitting with me. And by that, I really do mean A Story of Cooning Palace. That hit me so much. Like, I love that show. Um, but we're not, that's not the show we're talking about. The one that I do want to mention is called A Journey to Love. I have been so excited about this drama. Uh, for a little while. And I haven't really, I was saying, I haven't really watched the female lead before, but I have watched the male lead and I kind of like it. But basically, I'm just going to read you the MDL description because it's super, super short. And it's cool. It says, two top assassins from rival agencies and their six member team who have diverse backgrounds and unique skills embark on a journey filled with challenges and crisis. So basically, we have two warring countries and they're They basically have two teams of assassins, but they kind of, I think, desert their, like, you know, country or whatever. I have only watched three episodes at this time of recording. Six were released today. Uh, So, and this is going to be a pretty fast-paced release. I mean, we're going to get 18 episodes in the span of about six days. So they're going to release pretty fast on this one. Um, uh, so that's like the description for it. And it stars uh, Li, Liu Shishi. She's been in things such as uh, My Best Friend's Story and Lost Love in Times. So she's been around for a really long time. Uh, her first drama, from what I gather, was back, all the way back in 2006. So she is definitely no stranger to acting. Uh, one of the male leads is also Liu Yuning. Now, he is, I will say, one of my all-time favorite OST singers and singers in general for Chinese um, dramas and, you know, in China in general. I really love his voice. His OSTs always land with me. So, yeah, but he has been in quite a few dramas lately, uh, one being Heroes, The Long Ballad with uh, Zhao Lu Shi that we've sort of talked about, The Legend of Andler. So he's been in quite a few things. And this is, I think, the first one that I'm really, really seeing him fully. Um, we also have the main male lead, Alan Fang, uh, and a couple of others. There's quite a few, like, vast, uh, you know, cast, because obviously there's the two assassins and then there's the a team for each um, assassin group. Now, I am just excited because, first of all, the fact that both the male lead and the female lead are assassins, I'm like, I'm all in. Like, this is great because this tends to be that they're going to both be on a very equal footing. Um, They both have the same professions. Um, And I was thinking this might be something along the lines of the killer is also romantic. But from the opening episodes, and by this I've literally watched three episodes, my conclusion is that's not the case. It's going to be a lot... I think, um, heavier, at least from what I've watched so far. it's They're still very much setting up the story at this point. So I don't know what's going to happen. But I think once like everybody sort of gets together and the story really starts going, I think it'll be, um, I think it'll lead to quite a few um, comedy bits and whatnot. So the screenwriter for this, I'm just having a little look because I haven't had it before. Oh, okay. Okay. That's really exciting. So I hadn't looked. Um, I'm now like perusing the uh, MGL site for this drama and I'm finding out with you guys. This is the screenwriter who did Who Rules the World. That's, you know, pretty cool. I watched it. Uh, I haven't watched it, I mean, but 
when I went, ooh, that this is the same screenwriter that did A Dream of Splendor, which is from last year, and I really, really liked it. The female lead in that drama was such a good character. So this um, screenwriter is obviously no stranger to writing really good um, female leads. And actually, her first drama seems to be all the way back in 2008, and it's a Korean movie called Lovers. Well, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so this screenwriter also seems also seems to have been around for quite a while. It is a female screenwriter, which, you know, I'm sorry, this might sound really bad, but on the whole, female screen I tend to prefer female screenwriters. They tend to write female leads better, so very exciting for this. I'm even more excited now. There is two directors and the directors are, oh, this is the same director that did Guardian, which is a pretty um, big drama as well as Noble Aspirations. So I feel like we are in pretty good hands. Um, The other director has done things such as The Mystic Nine and Tomb of Sea. So both have done quite a few things in like period historical. Um, So that's really exciting. Actually, I'm even more excited now. So what I uh, realized straight away is if you liked my journey to you, I think you're going to like this because it's kind of in the same realm, I would say, as my journey to you. Um, The story is obviously quite different because obviously we don't have like a ruling family. They're both assassins and, you know, (laughs) that might mean we may get a happier ending. But this is like to me, is in the realm of my journey to you, which makes me really excited because I really loved my journey to you. So we'll see what they do with the pacing because this is 40 episodes long. So it's a lot longer than my journey to you. So I'm hopeful that, you know, they can do a really good job with it. Uh, It is very much a whooshier drama. And I think like opening episode, the fight scenes in opening episode alone, like episode one, were really, really good. So that is, you know, a journey to love. I am very excited for it. We shall see where it goes. Um, So yeah, that is it. That is everything on my currently watching list. And also, this is the last currently watching list till 2024. Because like I said, December is going to be a really good um, month for episodes. And I just can't have I just don't like have the time slot to stick in a currently watching now if you guys really want a currently watching uh let me know and I may release it as a special episode you know December I do have a week off work completely so it's not like I can't squeeze it in and give you guys an extra episode if that's the case I'm gonna do that on the um over on Spotify. I'm going to put that as the poll. If you would like a currently watching episode in December, let me know and I will do a special release of that, uh, you know, right at the end of December. And I will just let you guys know everything that I've sort of been watching throughout December. So that is everything. Uh, All the links and everything will be linked in the description, as well as every single drama that I've mentioned in this episode. You will have that list in the description uh, for this episode. If isn't there guys come and yell at me and you know sometimes I forget come and yell at me and I'll make sure to update it but I will try to put everything on there and yeah I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I shall see you next time for more Asian drama chatter bye
Want to find an Asian drama community? Then join the Tea and Soju Discord server, where we chat everything from C dramas to K dramas to J dramas. To chat with me, check out any of the socials. Please help the podcast by rating, viewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to help others find this little corner. Lastly, consider joining Patreon to further support the podcast and receive extra content. All of the links are in the episode description. That's it. This has been another episode episode of the Tea and So Drew Sea Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and I'll see you next week for more Sea Drama Chatter.